Hello and welcome to So Divine. I'm Megan Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Galing. And this is our monthly astrology and tarot podcast where we take a look at the celestial landscape, what's happening in the stars. We pick a tarot card to fit the vibe, all with an eye towards inspiration and helping you to lead a more conscious life. So hello, Stephanie. Megan, hi. Hello, hello. Happy almost fall. I know. It doesn't fall always feel like two events. Like there's obviously like the official fall, right? The official equinox and the change of season. But that moment where like the kids start to get back to school, like it also feels like the arrival of fall. Like we're in a whole different way of being. Yeah. You know, I cleaned out closets this weekend. I'm wearing a sweatshirt, uh, you know, and it's definitely here in the Seattle area. There's a little bit of a chill in the air. So I have to say fall is my favorite time of the year. I am a Libra. We go into Libra season this month, which we'll talk about, but I do love the fall. So can I ask why? I just love the weather and I love the, the the darkness is coming and I feel like we're in like Libra and Scorpio and Halloween and the veil is thin and, you know, all that could put on my little witchy hat and all of that <laughs> kind of good stuff. And, you know me, I'm a true Seattle like light. I love the gray. I love the rain. I love it. You know, I love it all. So fall is definitely like uh, my favorite season. I love and it. And speaking of which, let's look at oh yeah. Oh, right, wait, the astrology is not just about <laughs> Yeah, let's dig let's dig in. So this is September, of course. And you know, we start the month off with some really kind of harmonious energies. And on September the sixth, we have the new moon in Virgo. And also on that day, we have one, two, three major trines happening. Trines are when the planets are playing well together. So there's like a flow, there's a harmony. So let's talk a little bit about that. Sure. So just to start with what you started with, right? Attention to details, very Virgo, like the Virgo new moon. We begin again. We're entering into a whole new lunar cycle, right? With a new moon at this moment where we can usher in new beginnings, seed our intentions, plant our visions for what we want to create. There's that potentiality of opening and freshness. In Virgo, right? So we may find that we all are pulled towards, you know, what new systems can I create? How can I better organize my everyday or my space or my routines? The Virgo too, as we've talked about, is a sign that's related to well-being, physical well-being, right? As well as, um, inter- what's the word? Integrative well-being, like mind, body, and spirit, because Virgo is very into the peace parts and how the peace parts make the whole. So that may be, if you're looking for a new moon intention, like in that sphere, maybe something in which you can plant. So we have that. Do you want me to go with the trines or do you want us to start talking about the trines? We're going to go with the trines, but you know, you know, you got to love a Virgo new moon, right? You know, here I was talking about cleaning out my closet Mm -hmm. closets and, you know, Virgo is like, you know, during Virgo season, especially with the new moon, it's such a great time to clean out 
purge, get things in order. Um, also, I think it's a time to, you know, really, you know, a new beginning to maybe start paying more attention to your daily routine and, you know, and taking care of yourself and whether it's nutrition and eating right or, you know, a meditation regime or, you know, any kind of health kind of stuff. So that Virgo new, new moon could definitely kick off some of that energy. Yeah, for sure, right? Like we went from that Leo expressive, fiery, buoyant, sort of like very like in the heavens, if you will, that heavenly spatial energy to like coming back to ground. Yeah. You know, and coming back to embodiment and really focusing on that. And how do we make that work best, most efficiently, most productively, where we need systems and organization and the paying attention to the peace parts? Right. The devil's in the details. The devil's in the details. Okay, Steph, talk to us about these trines. We've got Mars, Pluto. We've got uh, Venus, Jupiter, and Sun, Uranus. Now that's a mouthful right there. Completely. Yeah. So maybe (laughs) I'll start at the end, you know, thinking about the Sun, Uranus. So, but to your point, because we're also talking about the details, a trine, like you said, is a harmonious aspect. It's when two planets are in signs that are um, for like in the same element, if you will. So they get along really well. There's support. That doesn't necessarily mean that like everything's so easy breezy, but there's more of a um, potential that it is than when we have a the conflict of a square or the challenge of an opposition. So starting with the sun Uranus, that means that the Uranus, the planet of like let's change it up. Let's shake it up. Let's look at things from a different perspective. In its trine to the sun means that it's also trining that new moon. So it Mm -hmm. also sort of brings that flavor of, okay, yeah, you're going to create you and me. We're all going to create new ritual, new routine. We're going to look at systems. We're going to get things organized. But can we do that through a different lens? Maybe it's not just Mm -hmm. like, oh, it's time to use my filing system, that same filing system I've done for 10 years. It's Maybe that's the reason it doesn't work because we've done it again and again. There's something inherently not suitable about it. So can you look at it from a different angle, right? And also noticing like how can structure also bring you that sense of uranium freedom, right? Like Mm -hmm. if I get things organized, okay, yeah, it might take me an hour, but on the other end, I'm going to save three hours, right? So it's like structure (laughs) brings freedom. And I do think that that's maybe where that Uranus trining the sun might um, what the opportunity is of that. Yeah. So keep so we stay open to that. Stay stay open to that. You know, also, I mean, it's such an interesting day because there's just such a lineup, right, of these yeah. trines. And, you know, if we look to see the planetary ruler, like everyone sort of has something amplified that day, everybody in their zodiacal signs. So Mars, Pluto, Mars is I'm going after it, right? It's like that (laughs) spunk. It's like, what do I want? And the spunk it takes to go for it. And Pluto is like deep and meaningful and thorough. And like, it's, it's, you know, it's above the ground and below the ground. So Mars, Pluto, China always feels like the opportunity where you have extra endurance, right? You bring Mm -hmm. extra grit to the game. Like not just what do I want? What do I really want? You know, and how can I find that depth of spirit and momentum and dedication to really like push myself right forward in that? And then nice. finally, the Venus Jupiter trine, 
you know, Jupiter expands everything and it teaches us, right? And that things, it's very like half glass full. And Venus is our planet of love and money and value. And so it does also feel like a really lovely day for like sociability, right? Or to like really maybe find if you've been finding yourself too overgoing with yourself, like too hypercritical, you know, to find that expansion where you're like, wait a minute, like, hey, I'm actually really good at that. Like, hey, this is a thing that I can bring forth. Like maybe there's a little bit, you know, of possibility of self-compassion or self-cheerleading, if you will, right? Like that expansion of like self-value. So there's just a, it's a big, big, shouldn't I say it again? Big, big day. Big. Like, you know, like you have the gumption, you find yourself like expanded more greatly through love and relationships and value. And you're organizing yourself a bit differently to like find a greater sense of freedom. And that's one way to like yeah. piece them all together. What are you thinking? Yeah, no, what are you I, thinking? Well, I'm just thinking like there's just a lot of potential there with all of these lovely trines. And I think we should say too, um, you know, it's on September 6th, but, you know, we feel these energies, you know, maybe a day or so before and a day or so after. So, you know, you can open that up maybe a few days. And I, I you know, it's been so intense. Oh, there's that word again. <laughs> Not that and word. There's that word. And, you know, just being on planet Earth is just a bit of a challenge right now. And so I'm like, what? Trines? Harmony? <laughs> Expansion? Sign me up. So I would just say, what a great way to start off the month and to really, you know, take full advantage of some of this more fluid, expansive energy. Yeah. And it's interesting getting back to something we initially said about like, you know, happy fall or like we're in fall, but we're not in fall, but we kind of seems like we're in fall, that this falls on, no pun intended using that word, on Labor Day, at least here in the United States, we celebrate Labor Day. Right. It's the Monday. It's also Rosh Hashanah. Like the fact that Labor Day always sort of is the doorway to, it's like the end of summer is over and it's the doorway to this other part of the year that it begins with a new moon. It begins with a sense of potentiality because of these trines. That feels, that feels really nice. That feels really yeah. nice. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, so let's move on and talk about another uh, or, you know, a big story this month. And that is we have two planets changing signs. We have Venus is moving from Libra to Scorpio, and we have Mars moving from Virgo to Libra. And uh, Venus enters Scorpio on September the 10th, and then Mars enters Libra on like the 14th. So, you know, you know, we've talked, we've talked a little bit here about what Mars energy is, what that Venus energy is. So let's start with the, um, let's start with the Venus shift. And, you know, what is that going to feel, feel like, you know, and again, like we, like you mentioned, Venus is about relationship and love and what we value, how we interact with each other. So we're going from that Virgo, very earthy, grounded, detail-oriented Virgo into Libra, which is actually Venus's natal or natural placement, right? So let's talk about a little bit about how that can unfold. Yeah. And it's interesting. I remembered when we were talking before about this, that there's sort of this sub-theme or sub-plot or sub-strand or what have you, this focus on these relationship planets. 
you know, both that they're both sort of highlighted on the six, but again, too, you know, with again, like you say, with Venus changing signs and Mars changing signs, and later on we get to Libra season, right? So there's something too about and it's not that like other months you should not think about your relationships. Of course you should think about your relationships. <laughs> forget them. Right, this, right. Forget them in October. Um, but there's something too about there's like a highlight of like watching their waves, I would say it that way. So mm-hmm. Venus entering Scorpio, like what I love and what I value is the dark and the deep and the sultry and the sexy Scorpio. You know, yeah. You know, I have an affinity for the underground. What's hidden? Reveal it. Show it to me. You know, or like you know, me show it to myself. So things could get like pretty steamy, sultry, sexy. All of the S's over there, Scorpio. Um, but and also like there is that like natural affinity for the detective, the researcher. You know, and the wanting to go to those places that often seem off limits because they're full of shadow and they're full of scariness, right? But we may want to plunge, like plunge Mm. into love. Oh, that's a good t-shirt. Plunge plunge into love. I love that. That could be the theme for the month. Plunge into love. That's so Scorpio. So Venus and Scorpio. And, you know, as you're talking about this, I'm just being reminded, you know, in traditional astrology, you know, Venus is not, Venus is in what they call detriment in Scorpio. So it's not the happiest, most natural placement for Venus. But I love that you're talking about this plunging and going underground and, you know, digging into the mysteries. I also think with Venus, you know, the relational aspect, Aspect of that. Scor- anytime there's Scorpio present, there's always this energy around power and control and who's really in charge. And perhaps this is a time where we might be negotiating or working out power dynamics in relationships. And hopefully not power struggles, but just really looking at you know, do I feel empowered in my relationships? And, you know, am I with someone that feels empowered and maybe taking the opportunity to really dig into that? I love, love, love that. I'm repeating my words often. I guess that's like my like wanting to like bold and capitalize. Is there a moon today? No. <laughs> there is actually. How did you know? Oh, is there? Okay. Gemini is a planet of communication. So um, that was beautiful. I mean, so beautifully said. And I think you know, this is something like larger, but it's to the point of this too, is, you know, if we, this is the invitation, right? Like the invitation is to like, look at the power dynamics. The invitation is to plunge, plunge in. And if we don't actively do that, you know, the universe might arrange itself so that we're aware of those themes. And that might be less fun, (laughs) easy, I don't know, then if we did that, right? So how do we actively, proactively then as, you know, we we listen to the invitation that is Venus is beckoning when it goes into Mm -hmm. Scorpio, you know, so dig deep, go down, you know, look at, you know, the power dynamics between you and your partner, your best friend or, or whomever, you know, and open to that. um, Because I think a, like you get, you get what's being offered. This is the t- what's being offered. And it might be if you are sort of co-leading the charge, because, you know, that's a big question. Are we ever leading the charge? Um, <laughs> the universe is kind of leading the charge, co-leading the charge. Right, um, right. It might just be like easier, right? Than like getting the yeah. lessons because like it's like pay attention. This is what you should be learning. 
Yeah. And yeah, I think that's great. And also, you know, you were using the word love a lot, maybe because we're going into Venus season. I mean, it's Libra season this month and all that. But what I think there's another invitation here too, and is also to love your shadow. You know, Scorpio has that shadow energy. So plunge into your shadow, love your shadow and like really take this. And this is one of the things I love about fall is it's that time. It feels more reflective to me. It feels more like internalized. It is that time we're in the mystery and in those shadow energies. And it just feels like the vibe, if you will, is more conclusive to that. So maybe this is the time, you know, call your therapist, (laughs) make an appointment, right? Uh, But, you know, maybe it's that time to kind of fall in love with your shadow all over again. Exactly. That's what I was just going to say. Like, right, plunge into, fall in love with your shadow. That's the invitation. Not for the faint of heart, not that easy, but we can all do it. Again, with support, right? Yeah. Because- It's so funny. I just feel like this is so scorpionic where like, I don't want to leave this topic. I'm glommed on. Let's keep going. But obviously, like, we probably can't. But this yeah, is like, we, there's lots. Know, we, we could do a whole episode on this. I love it. We, we could. We could. <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> yes, you are right, Stephanie. We need to move on to the other planet that is shifting signs this month. And that is Mars. The action warrior planet is shifting from Virgo into Libra. Again, just to mention in traditional astrology, Mars is in detriment in Libra. And what that says is the energies, Mars, go, 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 you know, fight the battle, be on top of it, take action. In Libra, which is, wait a minute, don't upset the apple cart. I don't want to make anybody uncomfortable. Can't we all get along? So that's kind of the idea with the detriment. So let's talk a little bit about Mars and Libra. Yeah. And just something too, like, this is so important to note, like, because this is about like the energetics of the sign. But if you out there have like Mars and Libra, you have Venus and Scorpio, it doesn't mean that you're detriment, like you're still strong, right? But it's just the way that like those energies, like op- they have a little bit of a harder time sort of finding like easy um, expression. You have to work it for the exact reason that you said. Mars is like, let's go, let's fight. And it's like, but wait, what about that other person? You know, like that's not Mars's natural in- instinct. So Mars, we fight for Libra. We fight for justice. Yeah. You know, we fight, yeah. you know, that's the call. Like fight for justice, fight for equality, like fight for fairness, you know, fight for beauty, fight, mm-hmm. you know, fight for, uh, sometimes I like to use the word champion. It depends, like the mood, like, you know, champion for beauty, champion for pleasure, like be a champion for art, you know, be also that champion advocate for yourself, for your own beauty. If you're an artist, you know, for what is valuable and beautiful to you. And also just to know anytime a planet, and we have it here, enters into either Libra or Capricorn or Aries or Cancer, which is the points on the cardinal axis, it may be days around which, um, because the cardinal axis is very tied to the world, where like there's... um, we see that planet's energy on the world stage. So things may seem very Martian out in the world, very amplified and activated and fiery and bombastic perhaps. So, um, you know, again, we're just meeting Mars. How do you meet Mars? How do you meet Mars? You meet Mars, you know, with an open mind and a generous heart. (laughs) 
you know, and as you're talking about this, I'm just thinking too, and I think you mentioned this about, I just, what comes to mind is like social justice. And it will be interesting as you're talking about that universal stage, uh, if, you know, what plays out there in people, you know, wanting to fight that good fight uh, for social justice and the rights of others, you know, Libra loves fairness and, you know, what is the, you know, what is the higher truth there? So that, and that again, just to give you a date, I hope I'm right. Yes. That's September. Nope. That's September 14th. That, that happens. (laughs) All right. So let's move on because we got more to talk about this month, right? So the next couple of events that are happening. Of course, we have a Pisces full moon, which is on September 20th. And then just a couple of days later, we, uh, we, we have the equinox. So let's talk about Pisces full moon and, you know, Pisces full moon is just <laughs> kind of a lovely moon. Don't you think, you know, Pisces is the fishes that love to swim in the universal ocean of love where we're all one and Pisces is romantic romantic and compassionate and empathetic. Pisces is also going to have boundary issues. So, (laughs) you know, on that full moon, you know, as you're out there swimming in those waters, is also to be a bit mindful about what the boundaries are. Yeah, beautifully said, right? It's, you know, I think too, like both Virgo and Pisces are the signs too that inspire healing. Right, like mm. healing right, from right. a like, let's get it organized. Let's figure out how the system works. Virgo, Pisces, healing in terms of also soulful healing and spiritual healing, emotional healing. So it is a really good day for that, like that holistic well-being. And of course, anytime Pisces and Virgo, I was going to say come to town. I'm very like analogous today. Anytime <laughs> Pisces, <laughs> I don't know what that even means. <laughs> Virgo, that's so no, un- like imprecise. Like it's very un-Virgo. Like it's very imprecise. <laughs> Um, anytime it's very Pisces, literary. It's very literary. <laughs> anytime Pisces and Virgo energies are strong, I'll say it that way. One thing we do have to watch for is um, an aspiration for perfectionism and idealism. Yes, yes. That can, of course, like set off a chain of criticality, worry, anxiety, self-flagellation, and all of that. So just like be aware if your inner critics are entering the room, just be like, hello, I see you. And thank you very much. Come back another day. Right. You just want to watch yeah. that. That's a really, really important reminder as we're in those energies. Let, let, you know, let go of that perfectionism. Okay. Let's talk about the equinox. And this year it's on September 22nd. Of course, the sun officially enters into Libra and we officially go into fall. So or spring. Do- or spring, right, depending Our on friends where down you there. are in the world. And, of course, it's just a huge time shift. And, you know, we have less daylight here in uh, in the upper hemisphere <laughs> and more darkness. So we start to see that shift. Again, it's that darkness, more internalized, going within. It's the quieter energies. Yeah, and just that, like, you know, shift into the cross, into the other season, like, and that moment of sort of equality, you know, and that opening to Libra, you know? And while we've spoken a bit about it, do you want to, as a Libra, representing the Librans, like, do you want to say more about the sign and about, you know, what Libra season invokes? 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that, you know, for me, Libra season, of course, is always about looking and paying attention to those relationships. And also, I, I, you know, one aspect I think people don't always talk about with Libra is Libra's connection with beauty. Mm-hmm. And Libra's ruled by Venus, of course, that's the, the beauty connection. And I think sometimes we think about beauty in a superficial kind of way. But when you think about beauty as an aesthetic, as a spiritual beauty, as that deeper connection to something that's divine, something that's bigger than us, that has a certain essence or resonance. I, you know, don't forget about that. And, you know, that beauty, that part of Libra can be quite artistic and, you know, very much into the aesthetic. You know, if you walked around my home, you'd be like, oh my God, there's a Libra here (laughs) because it just so reflects my rather refined Librian aesthetic, I have to say. So, very true. I mean, and we'll talk a little bit more about that Libra when we talk about the tarot card for the month. But I just, I guess I would like put a shout out to, you know, really celebrating the, the that energy of, of Libra's connection to the beautiful in the highest and in the most divine sense. That's so, I was gonna say, that's so beautiful. <laughs> It's like a little redundant, but it is, you know, and and that has me thinking like for the many times that I've done like ritual or celebration around the equinox, like something I never really sort of focused upon. And I am going to invite this for myself and for anyone else that this resonates for is, you know, if you're doing some recognition of the equinox, celebration, ritual, what have you, is to offer or to stay or to discover something related to beauty. Like all of a sudden I had this idea of like, you know, scouring through and going through different poetry books, right? To find one, mm-hmm. a poem or a phrase that for you, not for everybody, like your personal sense of what beauty is, to speak that to the world, right? Or to, mm-hmm. you know, or to like show a friend, like this to me is my favorite painting or my favorite mm-hmm. song, or this is a piece of art that a family member made or I made. Like, to like champion Mm. beauty and to express it and to like have that be part of the matrix of your equinox offerings, if you will. Yeah, no, that's great. I love that. I love that. So a big shout out to beauty. Yay, beauty. Yay, beauty. So, okay, we... We got to wrap up the month here, and we're going to wrap it up with dun dun dum It is a Mercury retrograde. So, yes, we have a Mercury retrograde. I forget the day. It's towards the end of the month. On the 27th. On the 27th. It's in Libra. And what's really interesting about this Mercury retrograde is Mercury's going to be in Leo Libra for a while. It's, you know, it's been in Libra, that it goes backwards in Libra, that it goes forward in Libra. I think Mercury's going to be in Libra all the way through the, the first week or the few, first few days of November. And so that's a whole lot of Libra. So <laughs> right. So get your beauty thing that. on. It's all about yeah, beauty. Right? It's like, it's like deep dive school crash course in beauty. Yeah. yeah. Usually Mercury yeah. spends three weeks in a sign and it's going to be in Libra for about nine. I think it entered August 31st mm. and leaves on the 5th of November. That's a lot of Libra, uh, Mercury and Libra. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, but Mercury retrograde, right? Again, the things that we say, um, you know, and we feel like Mercury retrograde. It's number one. It's not bad. <laughs> right. Period. Correct. 
and a paragraph. It's not bad. Yes, it can be challenging because we're invited to go back over things. And we have, when we go back over things, we may find weaknesses or skip steps, you know, that might upset us like, oh my God, I forgot to. But it's a good opportunity that we have that opportunity to bolster the structure of a communication, of an understanding, of a message, of a device that like can help us to understand and communicate. So it's not bad. Just, you know, go back over, reevaluate, reassess, re-edit, rewrite, you know, go look, you know, pivot and look to the past to see are there any sources? And, you know, they could be general sources, but the fact that it's in Libra, are there any sources of, you know, whether people or books or resources or artwork that I can take another look at so that I can further understand these Libra topics of relationships, yeah. of love, of value? We can't, of course, forget money when it comes to Libra. Right. right you know, right. so it's this re understanding that comes from, stepping back, going slow, and allowing for this new perspective. Yeah, new perspective, balanced perspective. You know, that's the, and this is going to be a perfect segue, if I can, into our tarot card. Wait, did we say it goes through the 18th, October 18th? Uh, Oh, okay, right. It starts on the 27th and it goes through October 18th. Yeah, okay. Because the devil's in the details. Because the devil's in the details. Okay, that's it. Yeah. Good, good. And and it's a perfect segue into, as I was bringing up the word balance, uh, to our tarot card for the month. And the tarot card for the month is actually the Libra card of the major arcana, and that is the justice card. And justice in the tarot represents balance and truth and harmony. And with the justice card, we really are working to find our equilibrium. We're rebalancing things. So usually when that card comes up, just like Libra, I think there's a misnomer that Libras are in balance because it's a sign of balance. And I always say, no, actually, we Libras come in to this lifetime to learn balance. And this is true as well with the justice card. So it's not usually an indication of, oh my gosh, I've got the justice card. It represents balance. I'm in balance. No, it's this opportunity and this journey of rebalancing, renegotiating, you know, finding a different kind of equilibrium, a different kind of harmony. And the key with the justice card is very much about finding middle ground. You'll see in the image of the card, most often you'll see Lady Justice and she's holding the scales. And and the idea with this is if all possible, don't go to extremes. You know, how can you go forward and find the beauty of that middle ground? Now, what's interesting too is the Justice card is uh, Arcana 11, and there's 22 cards in the major arcana. So it's the midway point the halfway point through the major arcana. So it's this opportunity to step back and really make these adjustments and look at, and I'm doing the scales as I'm talking, what's working, what's not working, what are my balances? And also looking at, are there things I need to get rid of? Are there things that are holding me back from living a more balanced life? 
Now, of course, you can't talk about the justice card without talking about the element of truth. And with the justice card, we're oftentimes in a journey of finding what is our inner truth in a situation. And remember, the truth is different for everyone. So it's this opportunity to find that and really get clear about that within. But when you're in that process of justice, it's this wonderful time of rebalancing coming back into a state of harmony, even though that might mean letting go of some things, you know, clearing out a little bit and getting back to that place of your own balanced truth. So there you go. The justice card for September. Wow. That was exquisite. Dare I say beautiful guidance. (laughs) Like talk about a way to like go into and frame you know, and use this sort of your compass and your lens this month. So thank you. That was amazing. Yeah. So I think, you know, and just kind of wrapping up, it's nice to think about this month that maybe we are going to all be looking at our balances and, you know, finding a new sense of harmony and equilibrium. And, you know, maybe we'll be cleaning some closets (laughs) uh, at the same time. Fabulous. So Stephanie, thank you so much. I do want to mention to our audience, of course, we love hearing from you. You can connect with us at sodivine.us or through our individual websites. Stephanie is at stephaniegaling.com. I'm at meganskinner.com. Anything else you want to mention before we wrap up, Stephanie? No, just time for gratitude. Thank you, Megan. Thank you to everyone who's out there listening. Thank you to our producers, Nick Patri and Sebastiano Tecchio. And, you know, just welcoming in the end of summer and opening to fall or the change of seasons and just feeling grateful for the presence and that. So thank you. Happy fall, everybody. Mm -hmm.